Kopitiam Conversations. This is Kopitiam Conversations, and I'm your host, Winston. Joining me today is one of the youngest guests we have had on this podcast to date, Brittany Pang. Brittany has performed on China's Dragon TV in the all-girls singing competition, aptly called Girls Fighting, back in 2016, where she was only 15 years old, being one of only three Malaysians represented, and yes, she had shared the stage with Sung Ri, previously from the phenomenal K-pop group Big Bang. More recently, you may have seen her on Astro AEC belting out some classic Chinese and English songs in Classics Alive. Good afternoon, Brittany. Thanks for showing up and for appearing in Kopitiam Conversations. Yay! It's my pleasure. I look forward to this episode really because, you know, um, we have not done any episode with someone from entertainment. One of the things I wanted to capture was some of the things you had done as a Chinese language entertainer slash singer-songwriter, both your work in China and in Malaysia. And of course, to create some understanding and awareness with our English-speaking audience, which is basically the majority of the audience that actually tune into um, Kopitiam Conversations. So first things first, you had some singing experience on live TV in China before. Okay, this was uh, the program called Girls Fighting, which was recorded in 2016. What is the Chinese name for that, yeah? 加油美少女, which is fighting and then girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So girls fighting. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, so you started singing at a very young age. I mean, definitely before uh, this program, right? You already started singing. Obviously, you're quite you know good with the guitars. You know, when I was around that age, I was only starting to learn how to play guitar. All right, mm. and um, and you seem to be when when I watch those videos, you seem to be using chords that I don't even use when I'm 14 or 15, and I'm not even using those chords now. Okay, but <laughs> probably that's lack of practice. All right. So in 2016, when you were only mm. about 14 or 15, yes. so your fans will start calculating your age now, <laughs> you packed your bags to China to participate in China's uh, Dragon TV competition, Girls Fighting, which was what we're talking about. Now, yep. tell us how you actually arrived at the audition and, and how were you selected for a spot in this competition? Okay, so it was a very funny story because they, the directors, they actually came to Malaysia for the oh. audition. Mm-hmm. And my friend, she was the one who found out about the audition. And then she asked if I would like to go with her. So we went. But in the end, I was the only one who was picked. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so she ajaked me, but she didn't get into the competition. No. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, so they came. And then um, uh, how soon do you have to appear over in China? Whoa, this was a long time ago. Hmm, a few months, I think. Two or three months. About yeah, two or three months preparation then. before they actually, okay, time to go. We're starting. Yeah, because uh, I I went there and then we didn't start shooting immediately. It There were some trainings first for, I think, a month mm-hmm. or so. Mm. So I still had time to decide whether to go or not to, you know. Yeah, so we still had a little bit of time for preparation. Okay, so you went on your own or did your parents follow you? So for the first two weeks, my mom and my sister went with me mm-hmm. to check if everything, the environment and yeah, everything is okay. All right. And then, yeah, so in the end, I decided to stay. So in the end, it was me alone. Okay, so this is in Beijing or in Shanghai? Shanghai. It was Shanghai. In Shanghai. Okay. Yes. 
yeah, just want to look into that little bit there. So what were the kind of preparations when you knew you were selected? What kind of preparations you actually put in to, you know, ready yourself for the competition that awaited you? I mean, honestly, uh, first the flight ticket, accommodation and everything, the organization, yeah, everything is done by them. They prepare everything. Oh, so you didn't and have to go then, and look for yourself, the accommodation? No, 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 no. All right. We stayed in the hotel, all the girls, all the contestants together. Okay. And there weren't a lot of preparations because the biggest thing to decide was to go or not to. Okay. Because my parents, they, they were, of course, they were very uh, worried because it was my first time. I haven't even slept over at someone's house before. Oh. <laughs> yes, no that's why they were, <laughs> <laughs> No, nothing like that. That's why they were very, you know, nervous. They didn't know if I could take care of myself in a different environment. So that was the biggest preparation. You know, how many songs do you have to prepare and all? Musically, how do you prepare? No, nothing. We didn't have to prepare anything to bring over, you know, because we will be having trainings over there. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So you grab a, uh, a suitcase, your guitar. Did yes. You even bring your guitar. You brought your yes, guitar. Yes, I did, right? I did, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how did you deal with being so long away from school? I mean, how long were you in China, anyways? I was, I think, four to five months. Four to five months? Wow. Yes. That's one academic, half an academic year <laughs> gone. Yes, 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 yeah. That time I was in year 10. Yeah, year 10. Mm-hmm. But when deciding, I didn't even think about school, honestly. I was just like, oh, there's an opportunity for me now. Should I grab it or not? I didn't really think about, oh, can I catch up when I, when I come back? That kind of thing. <laughs> but after that, um, because my school wanted me to retake year 10, mm-hmm. but uh, my parents and I, we thought it was a waste of time. It's mm-hmm. better to yeah, get it done as soon as possible. So uh, I had private tutors lo, to teach me subjects. Oh. Yeah. Okay. An academician's greatest nightmare. You disappearing <laughs> for about half a year and it's like, okay, so what are we going to do with Brittany? <laughs> Yep, yeah. yep. So they decided to let me retake, but I didn't want to, yeah. Uh, okay, private tutors and all. Okay. Mm. Um, so let's talk about your time in, in China. Now, you were there all on your own without your parents uh, after yes. the first two weeks, right? Yeah. Yes. And then um, you were there for about uh, four to five months, you were saying? Four to five months? Yes. Five months, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you feel, you know, um, being in this long stretch away from home, I mean, I'm sure you felt certain amount of homesickness. Oh, were you so busy that you didn't even feel homesick at all? <laughs> okay. So at the beginning, of course, I was homesick. And uh, yeah, it wasn't easy at the beginning. I couldn't really adapt yet. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have anyone close. Right. I didn't know anybody. I had two Malaysians, other two Malaysians, but we didn't know each other at first. Right. We knew when we were there. So it's good that at least I have two Malaysians mm. friends with me. Right. So uh, at the beginning, it wasn't easy. But at the end, I got so busy that, yeah, I couldn't really, I didn't really have the time to think about homesick. So at least you kept yourself pretty much occupied, or they kept yes. you occupied more like it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I still remember, oh, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I no, no go ahead. Go ahead. Was, 
there was a night when I just couldn't stop crying when my mom and my sister were still there with me. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know why I cried. I still don't know up to now. But I just kept crying. I wasn't were, sure why. Were you already anticipating that they are going to be leaving you and you are preparing for so. the worst? I think so. I think that could be it. I just I just kept crying. Even when I was bathing, I kept crying. And then I would... Uh, go to their room and yeah, I slept with them for a few nights. Uh-huh. For those few nights, yeah, when I wasn't like emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would still cry lah when I was there alone. But I feel ill lah because I'm not that independent. Right. <laughs> I haven't left my parents' side. Yeah, before so it wasn't easy, especially when I felt ill or. You know, when I for, forgot some important things, I left it at a hotel and I didn't bring it for practice, that kind right. of things. Mm-hmm. Those were the tough times though. Can't imagine being <laughs> 14 and 15 and away from home during my time back then and all that. We didn't travel so far when I was 14 or 15, well, not until mm. China and all that. But language and all, no, no issue for you, right? Because... No. Only the accent. Yeah, <laughs> that one I took some time. Yeah, Shanghaiese are, well, notorious for that uh, strong yep. accent and very different from you know, those that are spoken in Malaysia or even in Taiwan, right? It's got very heavily accented. Now, I'm not a, a Mandarin speaker, but I've been told many times uh, that this, you know, even Malaysian struggles to sometimes try to understand and try to figure uh, their uh, accents out and all that. Yes, yep. yes. Um, even when you went there, you you basically had no musical preparations. You didn't have to prepare uh, X amount of songs before you went over there. No. So you went there and they basically trained you as well, right? I think that I think yeah. that's the premise of the the competition, right? You yes. basically come under a mentor and they'll guide you and stuff like that, right? Yes. Yes. And the songs are selected by. Uh. Actually, I think, I'm not quite sure. So, I think the songs were selected by directors and then distributed to us. Yes. So, everything means you have to learn everything right there and then in X amount of hours and X amount of days and then straight on stage. Yes, yes. (laughs) Nerve-wracking. Yes, yes. And also for training before the Mm -hmm. shooting started, we had vocal training, we have dance classes, we even had fitness classes Mm -hmm. and fitness was the hardest. I still remember after the first class of my fitness class, I think I suffered for two weeks. I couldn't walk upstairs. What sort of fitness did they put you through? Like, like what, uh, squats and burpees and all, is it? A lot of that, yes. A lot of that. Because we had uh, Korean teachers, I think they trained K-pop stars. No. Yeah, so they came. (laughs) They came to train us. So it was really, really tough. I mentioned Korean and training K-pop artists. Automatically, my heart sank. It's like, oh my goodness, you (laughs) being put through this whole uh, taekwondo kind of you know uh, military uh, boot camp training and all. So it's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Can't imagine. Fitness was the hardest. But you were 14 or 15 back then, so I'm sure you had, you know, a certain amount of energy that will help energy that will help you recover, right? Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Wow. But couldn't walk up the stairs. Now that is quite It was so... Yes, it was very okay. That was my nightmare over there. La. <laughs> how many hours or how many days do you have before learn in between learning the songs and performing it on stage? 
This is a very good question because I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Honestly, when I was there preparing, I wouldn't even know if today is a Monday or if today is a Friday. You know. Please <laughs> so you check you your just... calendar. Oh my goodness! It's five months. I've been here, <laughs> and okay, it's time to go home now. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just. I I didn't know that. Yeah, time just flew. It was just so fast because you, you were so busy, mm-hmm. and yeah, you were so packed with practice and recording and stuff. So, you just you just don't know. So, would you consider that living the dream? Because you know you you are interested in music. You were mm-hmm. making um, uh, inroads into music at a very young age. So, to a lot of people, you know, who are into music and into entertainment, being on stage is actually uh, a dream come true for them. Right. So, was was it a, a dream for you in that way? Definitely. Definitely. It actually, yeah, it 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 has made me more keen in mm-hmm. like I know this is where I want to be and what I want to be in the future. Obviously, you were living the dream, but the dream wasn't that easy because you had yes. all these um yeah K-pop bootcamp thingy going on. Yes. <laughs> Now, what was the hardest thing for you being in that competition, or was it that the bootcamp training? No lah, that one is it's a part of it, but it's not the hardest. Hardest, I would say, being independent because I really wasn't independent at all. Mm-hmm. When I was fifteen, yeah, I think I was fifteen. Because for when I was fifteen, my mom would still wake me up for school, <laughs> and I had a tough time to wake up by myself. Oh, in okay. China, in Shanghai, <laughs> yeah, it was as if my ears they automatic uh, automatically censored the alarm. I just couldn't hear the alarm, and I just laughed through it. Was This, it because there was of a the, very sorry? Was it because of the 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 training and all that activities that basically when you go back to sleep, it knocks you out completely. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It could be could be part of it. Yeah. Right. And there was a very funny incident. I think uh, I don't remember which episode, but towards the end, we were transferred to Sheraton Hotel. Mm-hmm. And because it was quite far away from the arena, the shooting arena, right. so which meant we have to wake up very early, lah, to mm-hmm. to go for the shoot and for the practice. So I requested for a wake up call from the hotel. And that morning, yes, yes. And that morning, I wo- I actually woke up shocked because someone was trying to enter my hotel room, mm-hmm. and luckily I had the door chain locked. So apparently, I slept through all of my alarms, my three alarms. And then I slept through the wake up calls that the person had to came up here. <laughs> I think that person, but I thought maybe I fainted or I'm just dead or something like that. That he had to come <laughs> up to wake me up, you know. Right. Wow. That really shocked me, and my parents were like, "Were you sleeping or did you just faint or something?" How did your parents find out about it? I told them. I called oh, them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they were so panicked so they called your parents or something. <laughs> No, 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 no. So I actually slept through that amount of alarms and the mm-hmm. wake-up calls. Right. Unbelievable. So that's the hardest part of being in the competition, being, being unable to wake up, being independent, <laughs> not the uh, not being able to wake up. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, but that was part of the part of the thing, like you know, because you're not yeah, independent, yeah. so you know you need somebody to wake you up, and you know, yes. resulted in that. Okay, I think they worked you, they worked you too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what was the most rewarding experience uh, from this time in China? 
a lot honestly a lot of things like getting to know other contestants who had the same dream as me mm-hmm. and I think the most rewarding one will be having an idea of how people really train right yeah because I would watch uh, TV shows and I would always think like oh what did they do to get to uh, the final stage mm-hmm. you know so I, it was always like a question mark for me how do they train do they only just practice uh, the song do they just practice the dance or there were more to it mm-hmm. yeah so I think um, it was definitely how we were trained and uh, what should be done in right. order to perform well on stage Mm. To learn all those, yeah. Yep. Just like an insight lah. Mm, okay. Now, we were just talking the other day about the K-pop artist Somi, right? And yes. how you told me that, you know, she was, she is, alright? <laughs> okay, not was. She is uh, three days uh, older than you, right? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, yes. I remember, I kind of remembered vaguely. So, it was in 2016. That you spend your time in China when I was actually watching uh, Produce One Hundred One and seeing Somi for the first time, you know. So and there you are in the other part of Asia, uh, filming this and all that. I still remember pick me, pick me, pick me up and all that, which I, I thought was like okay, pretty cool. All right, guilty pleasure. Don't let anybody find out I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah, but I end up, ended up um, owning two of their mini albums. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Um, IOI, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So you are really like a fan of Somi. Um. Actually, I was a fan of uh, Sejong and um and Yujung, the second and mm. third place. Yep. Mm. I mean, Somi was uh well, she's well, she's young. <laughs> um, yes. So um, at that point in time, you know, she's young, she's hot. She's so obviously, you know, is going to be the pick from the crop. So mm-hmm. um, usually, I'm not really in favor of the favorites. I'm, I usually like, you know, that whole underdog. I support the underdogs and all that sort of thing. So um, yeah, but you can't really say Sejong and and Yujung are underdogs as well. But mm-hmm. you, um, but you know, I felt that Somi was the obvious choice, lah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Temporary segue into <laughs> into K-pop Interesting. <laughs> Okay, um, so talking about uh, contestants and all, have you had the opportunity to actually catch up with your fellow contestants since then? Not really. We we would chat occasionally on WeChat, but not all of them. I think only, I think three, two or three of them, mm-hmm. which uh, who I uh, catch up with, not the others. What about yeah. the Malaysians? You were mentioning two other Malaysians. Uh, Malaysians, yes. One of them, she's pretty, still pretty close with me. Mm-hmm. She's a singer now. Right. Singer in Malaysia. I don't know if you have heard of her. She's Ribbon. Ribbon Ui. Um, how do you spell her first name? R the Ribbon. R I B B O N. Okay, okay. I I may have. I may have when um, yeah, when I was researching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's still we're still pretty close, but mm-hmm. the other. The other girl, uh, we still talk occasionally. Instagram, uh, just DM, yeah. Okay, are you on the same label or something? No, no. No. I'm not under any label at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I saw a music video of you at uh, YouTube, that uh, the one you yes. did, the the eating at the cafeteria, the wiping your mouth, that one. <laughs> 
wiping my mouth. Okay, that one was uh, with my previous company. Yeah, I oh, was okay. signed under that label, but no longer. Um, was that an any result of the uh, pandemic or anything like that? No, it was before that. Oh, okay, so it's a, it was basically a short contract or agreement like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So let's um, yeah, let's go back to something that is very close to our hearts, K-pop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't ignore this topic. I mean, talking about Asian music, you definitely can't ignore mm-hmm. this topic. Yeah. One of the we say will we call these mentors or hosts uh, for girls fighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was none other than Big Bang's Sungri. Okay. Yeah. Now, what was it like for you meeting him in person? I I think a lot of our listeners is probably going to what you met Sungri in in person. So um, so obviously you had the privilege that a lot of Teenage girls and even guys wish they had. So, tell us about your experience with Sungri. Of course, I was excited because Big Bang was actually the first K-pop group I knew mm. and liked. Yeah, when I was still in primary five, I think. Right. Yeah. So I was, I am, and I still will be a VIP. Okay. And um. Weirdly enough, I didn't really treat him or see him like a superstar, although he is. And I think it's because he was just very friendly. Mm-hmm. He didn't. There, there wasn't like a big gap in between. Ah, uh, between us, yeah. So he was like he was more like a big brother. Mm-hmm. He would joke around with us, tell us his experience being a trainee and all. And he took really really good care of me. I think it was because ah uh, he was a matne in right. Big Bang as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only times I really felt like wow, he's such a superstar were during like dance practices or like recording times because mm-hmm. he could easily point out what should be fixed and uh, how it could be improved. So it was the professionalism uh, in him during the serious moments. Yeah. Mm. So other times he would just goof around with us and yeah, it was just really fun. Well, all things considering that you know when you think about Big Bang and you think about the the guy who is in charge, you don't uh, normally think of Sunri being the the guy who is you know pointing out you know mistakes or or you know oppo- um, pointing out opportunities for improvements and all that sort of things. You would normally associate that with G Dragon, right? Or yes, yeah, yes, the leader, yeah. yeah. Mm. And the thing that well, you know, with his professionally with his professionalism, he can still do that. It, it you know speaks volumes of you know uh, Big Bang's experience and the expertise in the industry and all that. Any souvenirs that you took home from him? Ah, <laughs> uh, he actually gave us face masks when we were there, like the yeah from Korea. Okay. Yeah, right. because he wanted us to take really good care of our skin. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I wanted to say so. I think it was only the words. <laughs> so stereotypically Korean. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. But he did, he did, he did. Uh, I think for one of the episodes, he came over when he didn't have to to watch us practice, and he would stay with us until midnight, right? To watch our practice and to, uh, he would communicate with our. Teacher, our dance teacher, the Korean teacher, mm-hmm. and um, let him know how would he want the stage to be. Right, and he would even communicate with the stylist to tell the stylist um he wants us to be wearing something like this, 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 this. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he cared a lot, honestly. Sounds like he's very invested in all of you girls. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So now is I guess it's a uh, suitable time that um, maybe we can hear a song from you, Brittany. So take it away. So the first song I will be playing is one of the songs I've <laughs> actually performed during my China times at Girls Fighting. All right. And it's being Happy by Pharrell Williams. Excellent. I love it. Uh, you watched that performance? I watched that one, yes. I did. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. But you couldn't understand, right? Because you were talking in Chinese. They were talking in Chinese, but the song was in English, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seems crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here, you can take a break. Nostalgia. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Sounded like five years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. But I couldn't sing like when I was 15. Why? I, I, I don't know. It's different. The, the way I sing is different. Actually, I prefer your voice now. Yeah, I think it? it's, it's matured. It's it's got that, you know, texture that you know obviously a 14 or 15 year old girl can't have yeah. so I think it's it's aged quite beautifully and I like that 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 slight you know um, a little bit husky timber in your in your voice so if nobody's signing you up I'm probably signing you up soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I'm <laughs> right okay let's talk about something that is more recent something that happened last year mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during the CMCO and RMCO phase last yep. year, I think it was what August or September, around that time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you were involved in Astro AEC's uh, singing competition, Classics Alive. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you made it all the way to the finale. Now, share mm-hmm. with us your experience on how shooting took place despite the partial lockdown back then. Mm, of course, we had to follow SOPs and yeah, all the makeup and hairdo artists, the stylists, they had to have their base, uh, face masks on 
at all times and we contestants we also had to wear our face masks after the makeup so mm-hmm. we had to do quite a number of times for touch-ups before going on stage because right. you have a face mask and yeah it would kind of smear your makeup mm-hmm. and we also had to get our temperatures checked before entering the building and so on yeah those were probably it what was the premise of that competition what were you required to do was it singing really classic songs Yes, I think songs before 19... Oh my god, I'm so forgetful. <laughs> I can't remember. Songs before 1990, if I'm not mistaken. Before 1990? Yes, right. I think we had to pick songs before... I don't remember 1990 or 2000. It was, yeah, around there. Probably 1990, that's why I want to dance with somebody made it. <laughs> Yeah, I think probably. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, when the country is in lockdown and you're still running around with your mask and, and going to Astro and doing shoots and all that. Yeah. Mm. But how was this experience different from girls fighting? I mean, other than the putting on the mask and uh, mm. how was this different? Totally different. First thing, because it happened here mm-hmm. and I had friends together with me, so I didn't feel that alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And overall, Classics Alive was more of a relaxing and fun experience for me mm-hmm. because, uh, as I said, I was there alone. So it was it was kind of like tense la, in, in Shanghai, but right. here we're relaxed. And on the other side, I couldn't really focus on the uh, competition fully because I was still in college. And that was the time where we had final assignments <laughs> and exams of the semester. Oh, I'm sorry. I, did I did I bother <laughs> you? <laughs> and I remember doing my revisions there while waiting for my turn to rehearse. Mm-hmm. And there was once where I got myself dressed, done with makeup and hair, everything. And I took an exam. It was your 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 subject. I don't remember which subject, but it was. I think it's I, consumer behavior. <laughs> no, no, no! You did consumer behavior presentation, all fully made up. Remember, I remember. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was the uh, what campaign? IKEA campaign. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. That that was before this exam one. So. That was when I did all my makeup. I haven't changed, but I went to actually got my dad to uh, drive me to another cafe because it's uh, quieter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for the presentation, and I went back to <laughs> shooting. Wow. And then for the exam, I did the exam in the same building, in a room of the same building. Mm-hmm. And right after the uh, test, I went on stage. And it was the uh, I Wanna Dance with Somebody song. The same really? thing right after the exam. Yes! I would crack up if I had to perform <laughs> immediately, like what, a couple of hours after an exam. I would be <laughs> going crazy or I'll be <laughs> so stressed out. How do you do it? <laughs> but honestly, I'm not sure if the audiences noticed, but I got my lyrics wrong quite a few times. Not for that song, but other songs. I just mumbled through it. And I ah. acted like nothing happened. <laughs> so it's a Chinese song, lah. That's why I cannot pick it out, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Should be. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm exposing myself right now. <laughs> Never mind. Um, these are largely uh, English-speaking audience, and but then <laughs> okay, there's always going to be a few people who tune in here who is going to be bilingual and they'll be able to watch it. Oh, okay. This right. is the part where she <laughs> where she screwed up. And- Messed up. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, enjoyed the experience much? Yes, actually, it was a very memorable one. Mm-hmm. I remember I had to go for a shooting and I was doing, uh, I think, Miss Farah's journal. And then that day was the submission day. <laughs> and I had to quickly like, scan everything. Yeah, before going on stage, I had to like quickly scan everything and then submit. Oh my god. It was it was it wasn't easy lah, but it was fun. Okay, I can understand now why you can't wake up in the mornings. I can understand <laughs> now. <laughs> do you even sleep? <laughs> when it's time I to do, sleep. I do, I <laughs> do. Yeah, when everybody is awake and then you boom, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, who were your in- musical inspirations growing up? I hear that Taylor Swift is one of them. Yes, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. I actually have quite a few other than that, apart from uh, Taylor Swift. Because there's different things I admire in mm-hmm. different artists. So, for example, Taylor Swift, because uh, she's actually one of the reasons I picked up guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her since primary school. And I loved her more after the Red concert in KL, which I went. Ah, okay. You went for the Red yep, concert yep. in KL? Wow. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, Michael Jackson, for sure. Oh, okay, The yep. king of pop. Mm. Yeah, I actually didn't really know him when I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when he passed on during my primary school times, I think I was at three or somewhere around there. Right. Then I began checking this huge star out. Yeah. yeah. And I was very overwhelmed with his songs, his voice, his dance. And his charisma on stage. Yeah, I think a lot of yeah. pop artists definitely look up to you know Michael Jackson as you know the template, the icon yes. that you know the benchmark. All right, if you want to yes, yes, you know do well, this is the guy that you you pitch yourself against, and everybody's yeah. going, yeah. To, <laughs> everybody's definitely not going to be able to reach that lofty standards. Of yeah. yeah, yeah. There is also Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yes, okay. I really like his music <laughs> even until now. Um, yeah. which album? Honestly, a lot of songs. Like from last time, from Baby, B, Baby, uh, song. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but I but I still like it now. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is your show. So okay, cool, sure. I'll, I'll be very diplomatic yep, about yep, this. Yep. Okay, sure. I I respect your choices. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I was also influenced by the K-pop of course. Oh, which one? G Dragon. Yeah, big all bang, time course. favorite. G Dragon is my all time favorite. In my opinion, okay, I think he is one of the most charismatic artists in the industry because he himself he is the brand. I just really love how he could um, totally change whenever he's on stage and performing a song. Right. Yeah, mm. that one is definitely I love G Dragon. <laughs> ah, okay. And also I have one Jackie Chung. Do you know? Chung Hok Yao. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, this is quite a funny story as well. When I was younger, my uh-huh. parents wanted to bring my sister and I to his uh, concert in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and we refused. We were What? saying like, well, yeah, yeah, because I didn't really know him at that point of time. So it was just an uncle, is it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We we thought he he's no. a singer for the older generation. <laughs> no. Okay. So in the end, we went. Yeah. Yeah, and it was mind blowing. Yeah. Truth be we, told, we he actually, was 
one of my inspirations mm-hmm. growing up as well. In, in, even even for a non Cantonese slash Mandarin speaker like myself, but there was one Ooh. phase in my life. I think it was um, 94, 95. Okay, don't calculate uh, how far back. <laughs> I think that's a very long time. Uh, there was a phase that I actually bought um, Chinese albums. Right, of course, we started with Beyond because Beyond's a rock mm. band. Right? I'm a rock fan, and then after that, I started buying Fei Wong. I started buying mm. Jackie Chung. I started buying Sandy Lam. So, oh my gosh, what's mm. happening to me? Am I? I'm a banana, and I am buying Chinese albums. But those albums were good, you know. Um, they had certain standard to it. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, after that concert, we loved it so much that we actually flew all the way to Hong Kong for the mm-hmm. same tour. Really? Yes. Couldn't you wait until he came back to uh, Gunting Highlands or something like that? <laughs> oh my god, he was 50 at that time, but his voice a hundred percent. Yep. And and it's his persistence and mm-hmm. hard work. Oh yeah. To yep. surprise the fans every time we see him. Mm. Yeah. Salute. Yep. The best, definitely the best singer of the say Titan Wong. Right, the best singer. Yes. I didn't say the best looking. Uh, best, <laughs> best looking is arguably at this point in time is definitely Aaron Kwok lah. All right. I mean, how can you look like that at that age? You got to be a vampire. Be <laughs> loud too. Yeah, but but any loud you can see that the age is wearing in on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it again? Ogawa? Is it what was he endorsing or something? <laughs> like that? Yeah, that shows his age lah. I suppose. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, my this podcast is not supposed to trash talk other people, but yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so okay, cool. Um, what about albums? What albums had big impact on you? What albums? Yeah. Actually, I'm not a collect uh, uh an album collector. I mm-hmm. the first album I've ever bought was uh Taylor Swift, 1989. Right. 1989. That was the yes. the one immediately before Red, right? Was it? Yes. No, no. Immediately after. Sorry. After, after. Yes, uh, after. So right immediately after the concert, um, <laughs> I was starstruck. Oh, here's a secret. I actually have a 1989 album. Yeah, I actually do. I played the <laughs> I played the first song. It's like, hey, why so weird one? Welcome to New York. Welcome yeah, to welcome to. <laughs> why so weird? This is this is not Taylor Swift, is it? And then after that, as as you know, you play the album a little bit more, then you hear the. Um, Um, style Thanks, and, uh, yeah. yeah 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 mm. Thanks space yeah. yeah and of course um, Shake It Off right yes yeah. yes but I told you before right I actually um, prefer her music record like the yeah earlier earlier mm. the acoustic guitar strumming yes uh, crossover country pop kind Thanks, yes. hence the Taylor guitar <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine it, it's more suited to your style. In fact, I think you know, mm. um, I'm not too sure, and I don't know whether it's offensive to say this, but I think that you know, I can see that the old Taylor Swift is a major inspiration on your music. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you yes, you yes. can't escape from that. Yeah. Now let's talk about songwriting. Okay. When was the last time you wrote a song? I think it was right before my grandpa's past. Yeah, which was, uh, I think a few. Wait, wait, was it a month ago? A 
probably yeah it wasn't a really long time ago it was this year definitely but i think last month yeah he passed oh, okay. on last month so it's a chinese yeah. song mm-hmm. thank you and it's about going up like uh, you uh, you have to meet all the difficulties and the things that do not turn out the way you want it mm-hmm. and uh, having responsibilities heartbreak and so on yeah mm-hmm. so as a songwriter do you normally write mm-hmm. the lyrics first or the music first it actually depends sometimes the lyrics would come first mm-hmm. but sometimes the melody would come first so i used to only compose with a set of chords like mm-hmm. this is the chord progression and i will only uh, create a melody out of it and then fill the lyrics but i stopped doing that because it was like um, a box where mm-hmm. ideas were only generated inside the box but mm-hmm. not anywhere outside so uh there were restrictions lah so and i think song writing shouldn't be uh, there shouldn't be any restrictions for song writing mm-hmm. so i didn't do that anymore and uh, now it's basically just if i like i usually um <laughs> This is my weird part. The ideas usually come when I'm bathing. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think that's because I feel most relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the ideas will come when I'm bathing, and usually, if I think for me, usually it will be the melody first, unless I have something um, like a theme that I really want to talk about, then mm-hmm. the lyrics will come first. So that song that you're mentioning about the one that you wrote just before your your grandfather mm. passed and all that did that came as a result of the music first or the lyrics first? It was the lyrics first. Mm, I can imagine. At that time, yeah. yeah, I felt like there was something really heavy and suffocating mm-hmm. and I just had to let it out. So the lyrics came first and then yeah, the melody. Mm. Any plans to write more songs in the near future? Of course, I think this is something that I have to train myself because I only write when ideas come, which is which I don't think it's a good practice. Like I should really practice and write maybe one per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I probably <laughs> should do, and I will definitely think about it. Yeah, but people like listening to covers, and I especially like listening to your interpretation of cover songs of mm-hmm. you know uh, pop hits and all that. Okay, I actually enjoy listening to just you know bare bones, just your voice and the guitar. I actually enjoy mm-hmm. that because you interpret it very you know clearly. Okay, you articulate your words very well, and you know you emote your songs. So actually. To be fair, I actually like you know how you render these songs, all right. And I think there's a certain familiarity among pop songs when you are playing these covers because people mm. know these songs, right? It's their popular mm. songs, so people know these songs and they connect immediately. But you know yes. when you're writing your original songs, people may take some time to warm up or or they might not, mm. you know, intentionally search for you know um, your yeah. own original songs and all that, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But of course, um, as I said, songwriting is definitely an outlet for you. I suppose. Yeah. I think is you know it it speaks of what is on your head, and also very often it articulates what's in your heart. Right? Yes. Oh, did I just say that? Wow, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a poet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So other than the topic of uh, love and relationships, what other mm. topics would you be interested to explore in your songs? All kinds of topics. It can be anything. Yeah, I 
I I should still explore. Yeah, there are still a lot for me to explore. I actually wrote a song mm. once before uh, to express my feelings and thoughts of the uh, tense situation, the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that time, and mm-hmm. I yeah I posted it on Instagram, and I've also written about chasing your dreams. I've uh I've also written a short song for my mom to apologize <laughs> for oh, wow. something I did. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you are so sensitive. Oh my goodness, <laughs> little little things like that, and you, um, yeah, you find creative outlet, you know, to express all this. Which wow, excellent. <laughs> but but in the end, I didn't play it for my mom. I just kept it for myself. Are you too embarrassed, or <laughs> yeah. uh, suddenly when you want to play a time, you can't articulate it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna show her. No, no, no. Well, you can always you can always play here as an outtake later, and I can always you know um, no. she don't want, she don't want to show you this because she's a bit embarrassed. But yeah, here's the link. You know, come and watch <laughs> this podcast. No, no, Not no. <laughs> okay, I won't embarrass you then. Okay. <laughs> so, what advice would you give these young musicians uh, wanting to get started in their music career? Are there any skills to develop or any equipment that they need to invest in? Any advice for that? Okay, first, I don't think I'm the right fit <laughs> for giving advice because I haven't been through a lot myself. But if you were to ask me, apart from the technical stuff, mm-hmm. I think it may sound cliche, but be honest, be honest to your heart. Like if you like it, you like it. Don't do it for the sake of fame. To look cool or to show off or any anything like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is not an easy path, especially in Malaysia, to be mm-hmm. honest. Right. But all paths are difficult. Everyone outside they have uh, obstacles to overcome. And whenever you encounter hard times or when you feel lost, you you sh- I think it's healthier to take a break and communicate with yourself and remind yourself why you started doing music. In the first place, right? Yep. Okay. So, if you were to say about, um, should you learn like a musical instrument or should you learn uh to sing? I think follow your heart. If you like it, you will learn it. You know. Mm-hmm. But if you are just being forced, like I was forced <laughs> by my mom to learn classical piano, mm-hmm. I actually took up to grade seven. But until now. I really cannot play anything at all. You and I both. <laughs> I didn't laugh. Really? I didn't laugh. Have you heard of Winston the pianist? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last even at half as long as you. I think I finished. I I gave up piano when I was practical grade three, um, mm. and theory grade five. Theory was a bit better because. Not because I love music so much or I love to you know write songs or anything like that, but. Um, it was a matter of mathematics for me. Okay, so uh-huh. it's so it's three four. So this quaver, yep, quaver, yep, yep. quaver, quaver. Okay, that's three. That's three four. Then done. Okay, end on the root note. Okay, that's it. Okay, do we yep, crescendo yep, yep. here? Okay, so it's, so it, it was just a matter of I'll say like manipulating the numbers and mm-hmm. all and yeah and just show okay. So I've I've written a song, right? This yep, is yep. music theory. But you ask me to play is like. Oh, okay. How do I play, um, you know, this particular scale? And okay, if I'm playing this scale, this finger goes under this finger, but this one remains <laughs> the same. And when yes, do I flip you had over? To follow. Coordination. Yeah. 
I was very bad in practical as well. I was better in uh, uh, theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also took theory up to grade five and practical until grade seven because my teacher she wanted me to go straight for theory grade eight, but mm-hmm. I stopped. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just stopped. I think I enjoy playing while singing, mm-hmm. but not the runs, <laughs> not the classical right. side. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You- To be classically trained is something else. I can yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, if I I know if I practice, I can mm-hmm. do it. Like for okay, proudly saying this for grade seven, I actually got distinction. Nice. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even get distinction at <laughs> uh, grade two, grade three. Yeah, but okay, And, that that goes without yeah. saying. Like, I hardly practice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I know if I practice, I can definitely do it, but. I don't like it that much, so yeah, I decided to stop. But someday, who knows? Uh, maybe some years later, I may like it again, and I may go for grade eight. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's no exams between me and <laughs> playing, I think that should be fine, right? Uh, just teach me music for the love of music. Forget about the theory. Forget about me sitting for exams, and I will. Try my best to appreciate music enough to do it, and I probably might be able to. Yeah, but if you ask me to, okay, this is what you need to do. The target, okay, you have to, okay, uh, learn learn these three songs. Go to a hotel, go in a room, play the song, and then after that, go to some go to some school and um, sit for your theory exams. No lah, I think it is. Yeah, as an academician, I wouldn't want even want to do that. <laughs> so, how old were you when you switched over to guitar? I didn't switch. There was a time where I learned both at the same time. Ah, okay, right. Mm. For me, it was guitar. only like switch. Yeah. Guitar was a uh, piano was definitely earlier. Piano was around primary when I was eight or nine, I think I started, and then guitar was a bit later until mm-hmm. secondary. I think secondary school. Okay, let's talk about uh, your immediate future. More recently, you have completed your diploma in marketing and advertising. What's next on the horizon for you? Is it more studying in the immediate future, or is this your golden opportunity now to focus on your music? Yeah, the second definitely. I wish to take some time, take mm-hmm. a break to explore more on music, and then I'm not sure if I will further study, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is I don't know. <laughs> is that unknown for now? Uh, I just want to okay. focus on doing music first. Yeah, right. I want to explore more, like into music production, maybe. Oh, okay. Do you have any of those elaborate softwares like Ableton Live or something like that installed? I'm actually in your... using Studio One. Studio One. Okay. All right. Yes, and I'm earning now for an upgrade. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, how much did that set you back by? I mean, all these uh, programs, you know, songwriting programs and all, uh, music production programs, they don't come cheap, lah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. So I'm sure it set you back quite a fair bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what do you it do? Took, you plug into it. It took your... me so long to to really think about it. Should I upgrade or not? <laughs> It's not cheap though. <laughs> yeah. So you had to buy one of those direct input and and connect it to your U your connected via USB to your 
Yeah. Okay. What's that? Scarlet two I two. The audio interface. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we are about uh, reaching the end of our podcast, but yes, more songs. All I need's a little love in my life. All I need's a little love in the dark. A little, but I'm hoping it might kickstart me and my broken heart. I need a little love tonight. Hope so I'm not falling apart. A little, but I'm hoping it might kickstart me and my broken heart. Yeah. Shotgun, aimed at my heart, you got one Tear me apart and then some How do we call this love? Whoa, oh, oh, I try to run away but your eyes Tell me to stay, oh why? Why do we call this love? Seems like we've been losing control Somebody tell me I'm not alone When I say All I need's a little love in my life All I need's a little love in the dark A little but I'm hoping it might kickstart Me and my broken heart I need a little love in tonight Hold me so I'm not falling apart a little but I'm hoping it might kickstart Me and my broken heart Whoa, whoa Me and my broken heart Whoa, whoa Me and my broken heart Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Pong <laughs> One last song for me, please Do you, do you want to introduce the next song? <laughs> Oh, so we are playing that song. Of course, I mean, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh. presenting Britney Punk with Oceans. Woo! Woo. <clears throat> Feel 
Spirit led me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, let me wear my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so, so much fuse. Wow, Ooh. excellent, Brittany. So, so, so on. <laughs> so, so energized. Wow, I'm, I'm so, so much fuse. And thank you so much, Brittany, for appearing in today's episode of the podcast. And I'm so appreciative that you took uh, the time here to play for us three songs. So, so excellent. Thank you also, Mr. Winston. Go be Conversation.